Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Staying motivated with workouts over the holiday season. The holidays are officially here. If you're anything like us, we know it can be tough to stay motivated this time of year. So many holiday parties, holiday Christmas shopping, and there's just not enough time for ourselves and our training. So many people tend to fall off the bandwagon over these winter months, especially with the holidays right here. So we just wanted to chat about things that you can do to maintain your motivation, stay on track, and stay consistent over the holidays because we know the scheduling for this can be crazy, right? So, you know, you have a holiday party, you have all these get-togethers, you have um, just the shopping, just everything you have to do is just different than other times of year. So we just wanted to have a little open dialogue about this conversation and talk about what we have done in the past that works and ways to kind of stay on track with your training, your workouts. And if things do kind of slide, then we kind of talk about how to pick up the pieces and just keep going and don't um, totally lose sight of what you're training for. So I have with me today, Jason Phillippe, who is a coach here around for PRs. He has been Um, running for 20 years. So he's navigated the holidays, you know, 20 plus times in his running career. And, you know, some of those seasons he didn't really train at all. And I think maybe had a little bit of guilt associated with that. And then there were also seasons where he stayed on track and trained the whole time. Um, So we definitely know the ins and outs of kind of what happens mentally, um, because I don't think he ever intended to take an entire holiday season off. But I think once you kind of get trapped in that Oh, well, mine as well. I mean, I just, I messed up a week or I messed up two weeks. Um, it can kind of become, you know, more mental than anything else. And so we're going to discuss kind of how you can readjust, even if you miss a week or two weeks, or you just have a strand of just crappy performances, how you can get back on track and get to feeling better than ever. So Jason, have you ever taken an entire month off of running or off of training during this time of year? Uh, yeah, I have. I, I think I've been doing pretty good in the past, I don't know, five, six years with at least staying somewhat consistent, you know, running like three, three to four days a week, just enough to kind of maintain fitness. So you're not starting from square one, you know, at the end of winter, early spring. Uh, but thinking back to like first few years out of college, you know, it, it definitely took a toll on me. Like I was, I think I just needed a break, you know, after so many years of training pretty much year round, cause we had an indoor track season in college. It was nice to have a winter where you, um, you know, where you didn't feel the need to go out and run most days or whatever. And, and especially after my first two seasons of running fall marathons, uh, my body was so beat up. I really needed the break. And I, kn- I remember doing a few runs here and there and just realizing like, oh, this is hurting too much. So I'm going to take another few weeks off. And like you said, a few weeks can turn into a month or two and, um, really neglecting, um, you know, kind of the, the, the strengthening I should have been doing to kind of get back sooner, I think set me back because I came back in the spring and I was, my fitness had been declined quite a bit. 
And so it's kind of like starting over from square one. And, um, you know, I've just learned a lot about kind of how to maintain, you know, we don't need to be super um, focused on hitting fast workouts or anything like that, but we just need to follow some sort of uh, off-season program where we're at least uh, keeping it part of our, our routine, you know, staying motivated and accountable enough to not allow our, our um, you know, our bodies to be so out of shape that it seems like an insurmountable task when we want to start up again. And so I think that that's really the key. You know, we all, all understand that priorities are going to shift a little bit during this time of year, and it's good to um, just set, like, realistic goals for yourself. So maybe that looks like three days a week of doing some activity. And maybe it's not even always running those three days. Maybe it's two days of running, one day of uh, cycling or some weightlifting. And so um, I think carving out that block of time um, in your schedule when it works for you, I think that that's super important. Yeah, I think those are really good tips. You know, adjusting your goals, right? Like you said, even if it's just three days a week and it doesn't even have to be running, um, I think it's just really important to make that commitment to yourself. So I think, you know, every Sunday night, just writing that down and be like, I am going to work out three days a week and even maybe setting aside what days those are. That way you're committed to it. Um, and then just making it part of your routine uh, in a way that, you know, you normally do. So maybe you're bringing those workout clothes to work with you and you're going to go right after work or maybe you're going to wake up early um, those three days. Uh, but I think it's important to make sure it's going to be on the days that are a little bit lighter load. So you're not going to probably go to the gym, you know, the day that you have a holiday party or, you know, the day you have a happy hour after work. I think, you know, making it realistic, like you said, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, I think sometimes people get in that all or nothing mindset and they think that, you know, they have to do, you know, a full load or what they did when they were training really hard. Otherwise, they don't see the point. Um, but I really think, you know, even just for like your mental health, um, working out during the holidays is super important because it is such a stressful time for a lot of people and it's really busy. And if you're not able to have your outlet, have that, um, workout in place, it can lead to a whole slew of just not feeling great. And that can also lead you to just not want to work out more. So I think it's just definitely a vicious cycle and figuring out how you can just stay on track. Even if it's something super small, like two days a week, it can really go a long way um, in your motivation, how you feel, all of those things. So how do you stay on track when you have like holiday work parties, holiday happy hours, and it just seems like your mind maybe isn't in it. Like there's just other things that you would rather do, like decorate or hang out with your kids or whatever it may be during the holidays um, rather than like workouts. Yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, when you, when you have the mindset of, I'm just going to run when I feel like it, sometimes, like you said, the, the weeks are going to come up where it just seems like that's the last thing on your priority list. Like you have all these other things you, that you'd rather do. And all of a sudden you can take a week or two off and, and then it just becomes this cycle that may continue. And so I think it's really important to stay, um, you know, committed to the goal of whatever it is that you set for yourself during this time. Just figure out a way, you know, even if you're running three days a week for 30 minutes, um, it's 90 minutes in a week. I think we can figure out a, a way to carve out that time. It may require um, a little less sleep on those days, but just trying to figure out how to fit it in because it will go a long way in helping you, you know, feel better, uh, managing the stress throughout this time. But also when you decide to make the shift to, you know, if things calm down a little bit for you in the spring or whenever, and you want to start to focus on trying to train again, it's just going to be easier because your muscles have at least been, um, you know, they've been going through occasional runs as opposed to taking time off. And then you have to start back from zero and, and you're going to be more likely to experience, you know, higher levels of soreness and fatigue sooner. So, 
I think whatever, whatever you can do to stay committed um, to reaching, reaching your goal and maybe, maybe you need a break from running. So maybe it's, you're not always running those three days, but you're, you're going to be doing something else. I know we bought a trainer a few years ago and that's been great to have in the winter just because, you know, there are times where I, I'm like, why would I, why would I run? I don't have a race in the foreseeable future. Um, but I know I do feel better after working out. So I'm just going to hop on the trainer for like 45 minutes, um, get a pretty good workout in and less impact. And, um, yeah. And then you could experiment with, with other strength forms of strength training as well, or whatever equipment you may have access to. Yeah. Those are some really good tips for staying on track during the holidays. And I, I know, you know, a lot of times gyms or online fitness groups, they definitely have challenges or accountability groups or just fun ways to stay on track during the holidays. I know, Back when I was really into Lifetime Fitness, they had a bunch of uh, over the weekends like classes that you could take, and even like on like Thanksgiving, they would do you know like a back-to-back um, fitness class you could go to. Or there's the turkey trots. There are ways to incorporate these things into the holidays, right? So I think looking ahead and looking at those things, like maybe we could do a family turkey trot, or you know we could look to see if there's a race we could do, or maybe. Instead of sitting on the couch uh, after eating Thanksgiving, we go on a walk or whatever it is. So just ways that you can make your regular lifestyle more active and get everyone involved, I think, is a fun way to um, kick things off. And, you know, maybe you're the most physically active person in your family or that's going to be at these holiday events. Maybe you could just say, hey, is anyone interested in doing like a workout with me does anyone want to go on a run or does anyone want to do like weights with me I I'll bring some and we can do like this body weights uh you know like a beach body workout or something um because maybe you are the person that kind of needs to lead that with like your family or with the event that you're going to um because people are maybe looking to you right like a lot of the times when I was you know younger maybe I thought, oh, like no one cares about my workouts. Like no one, no one, there's no time for me to do it. But I think really if I would have just brought it up and be like, hey, does anyone want to do like a workout with me? Like Thanksgiving morning, I'll come over and we can all do it together. I think people would be really interested in that because I think a lot of people do want to be active and they just don't really know how or there's no one leading it. Um, they're not really sure what to do, how to do it. So if you can be that person and like maybe like motivate other people, hey, why not, right? So get get some creative ideas and try to get involved um and then you know as it comes to maybe you're you're gonna go run with someone in your family or you're trying to convince someone in your family to go run with you over the holidays or something um you know when it comes to that sort of thing is running with them better than not running at all or how do you suggest someone go about doing that if they're saying hey you know i'm gonna run with my my cousin or whatever i'm gonna try to convince them to run um should you add on miles before and after how would you go about doing that yeah, I definitely think, you know, any way you can involve uh, anyone from your friends or family list to, um, you know, spark that motivation to go out and do something is going to be, it's going to be super, super good for you just because um, other, what's the alternative, right? Like you would rest that day or not do it. So any, you know, even a mile or two is better than nothing. But I think like you said, trying to be creative about how to, um, you know, go a little bit longer. Um, if you're the experienced one, you know, maybe you could um, run around, run loops around your block or something like that. And maybe you could like drop 
drop that person off and let them rest in between your loops or something like that. Being creative or you could add on at the beginning or the end. Um, you know, also thinking about like, let's say something needs to get done in the home and you have, you know, a spouse or kids who are, um, you know, able to complete that task, you know, a good challenge could be like you go out and do your run while they do it and then see who can do it faster when you get back. Um, and you know, even I think, yeah, I, I just think that there's been so many times over the years where I can think of times where I wasn't that motivated to do any form of activity, but because I saw you do it, you know, I was, I felt like I had to. And so I think that that can go a long way too. If, if you're the one who can kind of jumpstart that excitement, um, and it doesn't always have to be running, it can be attending a fitness class or doing something new or going to yoga. I think your friends and family members are going to be a lot more receptive to joining. Um, if they see that, you know, you see the value in it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, some people are sitting there like, okay, yeah, that sounds great on paper, but you know, that's not going to motivate me or it's just not enough. Right. So I guess the next question is like, is this a good time to be thinking about goals for next year? Should people maybe, you know, be researching races? I know, you know, sometimes it's like races next year, maybe hit or miss. Um, when you have trained consistently over the holidays and over the winter, what is something that kept you going um, versus the years where you did nothing? Was it a race lingering in the background or was it just you had some time-based goals? What are ways that people can um, stay motivated outside of, you know, making it a part of the routine, all that stuff? Because sometimes people just need like an actual goal on the calendar. Yeah, I think for me, it's been a combination of all of the above. You know, I understand just the mental and emotional benefits that come with, with, uh, you know, staying committed to running. I feel better. I feel more productive. So sometimes I use that as my motivator, like, Oh, you have to do this today and tomorrow. So let's, let's get a run in so that you feel better and you're more optimistic. And, um, you know, other times it is a time-based goal that I really want to achieve, you know, either six months down the road or whenever it is. Um, and it can be a race too. I know this year it'll be a little different, not knowing for sure, having the uncertainty of, when races may resume in your area. But, um, I think, you know, just, just trying to take it day by day and, you know, again, setting up your, your schedule that you think is going to be doable for you. And that could look different for everyone. Um, you know, I try to do stuff five or six days a week, but it doesn't always need to be a run. It could be, it could be a bike and I'm, I'm content with some weeks running three days a week. Other, other weeks, it might be five days. It could depend on factors such as like the weather that week or, um, yeah, what we had going on with either, uh, work or, uh, uh, other family priorities. And so it may look different from week to week too. I think that's important to understand. Like it doesn't always have to be super consistent as long as you're consistently doing something. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and I think some people are really motivated by different things. So some people, it might be enough to kind of do the routine things that we were talking about earlier, but oftentimes people are just motivated by more of that competition and having events on the schedule. So I think it's really important to kind of know which category you fall into and, um, you know, keep yourself motivated with those things. So if you're someone who's really motivated by events, it might make sense to sign up for some sort of challenge or an event. 
um, that takes place in the spring because there's nothing to keep you motivated like having a race on the calendar, right? So even though, you know, a lot of the races are still probably canceled, um, depending on where you are in the country, um, you can still sign up for virtual challenges, virtual races, something, try something you've never tried before. I know, you know, when I was kind of stuck in a rut earlier this year, um, doing that Yeti challenge where it was like, I ran five miles every five hours for 24 hours. Um, just doing weird oddball challenges like that, something that maybe you've never done before that you want to try. Um, maybe for you, it's like you set a mileage goal, or maybe if you're really motivated, you, you set a goal to like run the most miles you've ever ran in a week. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a specific, a specific event, but having those goal posts that you can say, okay, this is my goal. This is what I'm working towards. I think can really help people. And I know, are, um, you know, 15 weeks to faster 5k recently came to an end. So I think a lot of people who were working towards a 5k goal of really wanting to run a certain PR and working towards that as their end goal are now probably like in their off season or coming off of that and saying, okay, now what, now what do I do? Right. And it can be a little bit like you're in limbo after you complete a training cycle and you're like, what do I do now? Um, so the biggest thing is finding like what, what you're going to be doing next, right? Like you always have to have something to look forward to, to kind of keep you going sometimes. Um, and one of the things that we have been working on is doing the, the one mile event that we're going to be doing is a 10 week program. And it's going to be really specific on strength and focusing on like the raw speed. So the 5k, yeah, we do a lot of speed work, but the one mile, it's like, we're doing super fast work. So really anaerobic, um, raw turnover, you know, what, what can you do like sprinting? Um, and what comes along with that is the strength training. And so I think it allows a chance to do maybe a different variety of things that you haven't been doing before. And it gives you something to work towards. So everyone can kind of think of what their fastest mile is right off the top of their head and think of, okay, like what would be like an awesome time to run in the mile? And what is something that I could do to work towards? And I think staying motivated with things like the one mile goals, um, or figuring out like exactly where you see yourself, you know, in March, um, can really help with the motivation. So Jason for the one mile, is that something that would motivate you? Um, how are you going to stay motivated over the holidays? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I realized that I'm probably never going to PR in the mile again, just because my PR is from college and, um, but I still have goals of, you know, always trying to be in good enough shape where I can break the five minute mile. And so, um, I feel like I can now, but it would be nice to get back down into like the four thirty range just because it's, you know, you feel really fast. And even though, um, I'm still a ways from my PR, uh, 430s is no joke. And I think that it's a, it's definitely a good motivator, a good challenge that I haven't really had in in the past few years and so I think anytime you can shift your focus onto something new that can generate some excitement um, I also think it's okay to continue on with you know uh, you know we do this all the time where we run marathon after marathon or half after half and it's okay to continue with uh, like another you know speed endurance type training regimen like you did for the 5k this fall um, you know the the younger kids are constantly running races of that distance and so they're jumping in from one you know, macro cycle to the next. And it's just like repeating itself, but you, it can take sometimes, uh, a couple of times or a couple, um, different cycles to really get to the, 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 uh, you know, your, to really see your potential. And so what I'm saying is if you didn't really reach your potential in the 5k, 
Um, don't get discouraged. Like it can take, it can take us quite a while. Um, I think changing something and even jumping into something shorter, like the mile can be a good thing for you. Um, and we all respond differently to different stressors, especially when we start throwing faster stuff at, at us that we maybe aren't quite used to. Um, it can take certain people's, you know, bodies, different amounts of time to adapt and to get stronger from that. So, um, yeah, that, that's a great goal. I think, um, you know, we have a mile opportunity here usually in, in around May. So I think just focusing on training throughout the winter to try to set up, you know, set yourself up nicely for a, a fast mile then is a great, a great plan. Yeah, I think the fun thing about the one mile is that there probably aren't a lot of races. And so therefore people are thinking, okay, well, I'm never going to be able to actually race this distance in a race. Might as well go out on my own and see what I can do in a mile. Um, and I think, you know, this is a good time of you to be training for it just because we are kind of short on time. And so you don't want to spend your, your holiday season, um, judging through doing 60 to 90 minute runs on the treadmill every day, training for, you know, some marathon that may or may not happen. Instead, I think breaking things up and saying, okay, we're going to focus on speed. You know, it takes a lot less time to train for a one mile, um, when it comes to those training runs, they're just going to be shorter in duration than if you are training for a half marathon or a marathon. Um, so you're really getting a lot more speed focus there. And I think, you know, the speed aspect of things is really, is really fun because when you hit speeds you've never hit before and you're running that fast, it can make you feel really strong. You can build your confidence. There's so many things that really draw people, I think, to the shorter distance. And I think now is the perfect time to focus on that because, you have less free time and, and it's just like a natural fit. So I think, you know, if you're indoors and you're staying inside because it's cold or whatever, the treadmill can be an awesome, awesome option for this. We also have the strength training. So that's another way, you know, you're staying inside and you're just mixing things up and doing a variety of different things that maybe you aren't used to. And I think anytime you switch things up, it's definitely a cause for excitement and it can really get people motivated to stay on track and continue um, training. And I do think adding in workouts definitely makes the runs go by a lot faster on a treadmill. So I know for me personally, most of the holiday seasons, it just ends up being like base mode training for me. And I'll just get on the treadmill and drudge out like 60 minutes, easy, um, jogging, running, whatever. And it can just be like Groundhog's Day over and over again, like the same boring run and nothing is really, there's no like productivity there. Um, so I, I guess training for the mile would be something that makes you feel like you're really being productive. Um, you're reaching new heights, all those sort of things. And even for you, someone who has already reached their peak in the mile because you ran in college, it's still something that really excites you. Um, just because you kind of can see where you're at today and then challenge yourself. Okay. Where can I be in two months from now? Um, with, with that training. And so it's just another option. Um, do you have any last minute words for people who are struggling with their motivation or maybe just words of wisdom um, to get through and stay on track? Yeah, I mean, I like how you said trying to find something new to keep you motivated. I know here in the cities, in, in the Minneapolis area, we do have a few, obviously a lot of fitness centers, but there are the Orange Theory type classes or Fly Feet, which offer like unique um, you know, workout sessions that incorporate running, but also some strength training. So I think exploring those options that you may have available to you. Um, but yeah, cranking out a, like a two or three mile workout is not going to take you as long as it would to go out and run six or seven miles. I um, mean, you can get some good intensity, um, training in during, during those shorter sessions. So I think that that can go a long way in helping you improve your speed. 
Um, the other thing is like the drill component, like doing drills before warmups or before during your warmup before a workout. I think that can really help with um, just creating a stronger posture and develop dynamic flexibility and improve your running economy as well. So I think that could be a new focus for you. Um, maybe you do like a mile warm up and some drills, and then you could just do a few. I like the example you gave earlier. I think it was, it was like the six or eight by 400. That's a, just an easy go-to workout you can do. Um, one minute fartlicks is always a good fast one just to keep me motivated. I'll do that every now and then. And you can go off a of feel. That's a great thing about these workouts. You can do five of them or you can do up to 10 of them. It just really depends on, you know, how much you've been kind of running. Um, but those are some of the fun workouts I like to do. Also alternating pace on the treadmill, like every quarter mile or half mile just to make the runs go by faster. And so whatever you need to do to kind of stay, um, stay sane and keep you encouraged to at least go and do the workout, I think will help. Um, you know, I try to do like one workout a week. That, that's what I try to do during those, that downtime period for, for myself just to keep, keep me motivated. Yeah, that, that's some really good advice. And I think, you know, everyone can just take something away from this that, you know, you don't have to have that all or nothing mentality. It's really important to just... Be consistent, do what you can, and understand that this can be a hard season for a lot of athletes and just people in general, and working out can be a way that you can just have that normalcy in your life during this busy holiday season, and then always, even if you do fall off track, you can always get back on track with you know the new year coming up, and there's always new fun goals to set in 2021, and I know in upcoming podcasts, we're kind of going to do a little reflection on 2021, and then or 2020. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people want to reflect on this year. I think a lot of people just want to forget it. But I think it's important to kind of see what happened this year with your running and your training and then like looking forward to the future 2021. Um, what what are you what are your plans? What are your goals? All of those things and maybe, um, you know, setting some goals for 2021, even though there are still some unknowns out there. I think there are still ways that you can really stay motivated, stay on track, um, even if worst case scenario happens again this year and races get canceled. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about that and that can help, you know, build that momentum and that motivation and excitement again for training. So hopefully you got something good out of this podcast and just know that it's something a lot of people struggle with. Um, and also working with a coach can definitely help you kind of stay on track, having that accountability piece, um, of someone writing your training and getting that variety, um, in, in, in your plan can be huge. So if you ever want to try us out, we do a free seven day trial. So you can just see kind of an example week of what you'd be getting. Um, workouts are always specific and hundred percent custom to you. So we do all the paces very specific to where your current fitness is at. And then we build you and we come up with goals and motivation um, to help you stay on track. And if you fill out the form on our website at www.runforprs.co, we can get you connected with a coach and then get you set up on that free seven-day trial. So until next time, thanks for tuning in.